Hello everybody and welcome to the Cine Place podcast mini-series Cinema Spotlight. I am here at the Curzon Soho, right in the heart of London, um, and I'm joined today by Michael Garrard, uh, events programmer for Curzon. Hi Michael. Hello. How are you doing today? Doing fine, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. I enjoyed the walk down here because it's lovely weather. It so is nice weather today, yeah. It's nice, yeah, it makes yeah. a difference, doesn't it? It is it's good. We, we do like the rain though in cinema. Because oh, that drives, course, yeah, uh, drives course, sales. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure there'll be more of it, though. So well, let's hope so, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> that. Bank holiday coming up. That's uh, yeah. that, 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 that normally brings the rain. Yeah. So, you're, yeah, you're hoping for the uh, reverse of what most people are hoping exactly. for. Um, tell me a bit about yourself, Michael. Tell me a bit about your history, how you ended up here, you know, working as the events programmer for Curzon and what the job involves. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, the I'm the events programmer at Curzon Cinemas, and that uh, involves all of our events cinema bookings. That's our live satellite content, uh, also other events cinema releases. Um, uh, might, might be on DCP. Um, that involves also booking encores um, and bringing in new strands, or you know, evaluating which ones we're going to take and which ones uh, we you know we're not able to take. Um, also, um, I book our live uh, Q&As uh, at uh, our cinemas, mostly our West End cinemas, Soho, Bloomsbury uh, and Mayfair, but also our regional cinemas when an opportunity presents itself, um, particularly in Oxford. Um, so our Q&As will normally um, support a film that's on release. Um, so it might be a preview uh, with, um, with, you know, with, with star or director coming in um, or it might be um, a film that's on release and has done particularly well and talent happens to be available around BAFTAs or something so we do get um, a lot of uh, you know really lucky to have uh, a cinema audience that responds to interesting films and we have um, uh, we we can do well with really really interesting uh, you know left field sometimes films and also being in a west being in the West End we are able to um, uh, attract uh, you know top line talent uh, in the you know in the awards seasons I mean th- this year we had fewer I think bigger uh, Q and A's but we did have. Uh, Richard E. Grant for Can You River Forgive Me? And around about the same time, at, this was at Curzon Soho, and uh, last year, um, to celebrate the extraordinary six-month run of um, Call Me By Your Name at Curzon uh, Soho, um, the uh, Sony, the distributor, did bring us um, uh, Tim- Timothy Chalamet, uh, Army Hammer, and Luca Guadagnino uh, for a, for a Q and A. So, so that was that was really wonderful. So, uh, yeah. But we get all sorts, and we also uh, do um, uh, in a season um, such as the the the, the current in the in the current six months. I'd say there's probably been fewer um, of top line movies with talent that have been, uh, you know. F- for uh, have, uh, that have worked for a for a Curzon audience, um, and so what I also do is work at the, kind of the other end of the spectrum, and that's like really independent films. So um, that's uh, you know uh, what I find interesting. I think is a sort of like a DIY uh, approach to filmmaking. I think it's very hard to. Um, 
get screen time for uh, smaller films, independent productions, but events can be a really interesting way of doing that. Um, last year we did a really, um, a really nice screening of the film uh, Female Human Animal by Josh uh, Opinionacy, um, which um, we did a one-off Q&A and sold out one big screen uh, for four, where um, it would, be, would have been much more difficult for, for that independent film to have got a seven-day booking and probably it made more money and reached more audience for this one-off event than yeah. it did over yeah. over over the course of uh, a week uh, bookings uh, but we uh, we we have a lot of um, you know one-offs I think one of the big films over the past couple of years that we worked on on that with which had that kind of strategy behind it, an event strategy was the documentary dispossession uh, which was about the housing crisis and we did um, a number of screenings uh, with that and the director Paul Sung uh, would appear in Q&A's for all of them and it was he would appear with local um, you know uh, people who were passionate about housing and and so on and we'd have these really amazing events that were kind of like town hall with people yelling at each other and you know uh, uh, getting really opinionated about everything so I think that's that's a really interesting thing about um, uh, you know the the, the job is that you're working at, at one end with the um, very, um, uh, you know, high visibility movies yeah. and then at the other end with this DIY kind of uh, thing. And I guess that in a way that partly comes from my, my, my work history. Um, uh, before I worked at uh, Curzon, I worked at Close Up, which is uh, now a cinema uh, just off of Brick Lane, but used to be a video library, um, or exclusively a video library. And we did we did in, we did screenings at the well, the owner of the the uh, business, Damien Sandville, would program. Uh, repertory and experimental film uh, screenings weekly at the Bethnal Green Working Men's Club. So this has got a kind of, uh, what I hope, you know, I, I can bring to Curzon is uh, an understanding of that kind of DIY culture into, mm -hmm. you know, the West End cinemas. And before that, I used to put on gigs and I did voluntary radio and and uh, and uh, all, all, all kinds of, um, you know, all kinds of things I yeah, guess. yeah yeah no absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. yeah and you've you've been here for a few years haven't you so yeah five, i've been six here for years. six years yeah yeah, yeah, fab. yeah and you're based in covent garden as your sort of hq yeah the cousin uh hq yeah is in is in covent garden yeah yeah, yeah. um just to touch back on your kind of um cousin soho point about how you're in like right in the heart of everything i think um i came to a screening of a quiet place oh great um, yeah mm -hmm. and then suddenly emily blunt and john krasinski walked down the yeah, aisle yeah, yeah. and we're doing a q a and it was a bit like oh you're here are you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, so yeah it's fab yeah exactly you do see you know people uh, I, I can remember we had um Claire Denis here for a Q&A a few years ago and Thurston Moore out of Sonic Youth was in the audience and I can remember, um, you know, okay, anyway, I can, I, I'm going yeah. to stop <laughs> name dropping. <laughs> big name. Are there any interesting facts about Curzon that you can give us, either about the brand or about this cinema in particular? Yeah, or? so um, this cinema in particular, uh, Curzon Soho, um, opened in uh, the, uh, the 
Well, it's the 4th or the 6th of February 1959, I should know this, because this year is the 60th anniversary of this particular cinema oh, cool. opening. And it opened with um, the uh, musical Gigi. Uh, okay, and um, at that point it was a one-screen, 700-seater cinema, um, and it was uh, built by um, the Wingate family, who still uh, own, or uh, you know, still major investors in Curzon uh, cinemas to this day, um, and it was originally built, in, intended to be a sister cinema to the Curzon Mayfair. In the, eventually, it was leased to Columbia, uh, and it was a Columbia Studio cinema. Um, although they opened with MGM's Gigi, um, <clears throat> and there's some really beautiful pictures online of the of the cinema and the foyer with you know these huge images of Maurice uh, de uh, Chevalier, I can't pronounce his name, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 so on. So it was a single screen, uh, 700 seat cinema. Over the years, it changed. Um, uh, who it was being leased to, it became a repertory cinema for a number of years and then in 1986 it became a Curzon, it became Curzon West End with um, Weatherby which was produced by uh, Stephen Woolley who also produced Colette uh, recently. Um, and then in 1998 it was turned into a triple screen, uh, so this, the single 700-seater we, we retained uh, where the original we. <laughs> uh, You're part of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was still doing my A levels or something at this time. I don't think I can, I can, uh, I can claim responsibility for this. But the um, uh, the where where screen one is in uh, Curzon Soho, if you're familiar with it, is where the original uh, main screen was, the, or the single screen, and then another couple of screens, screen two, uh, where we are now, and screen three were added behind, and that opened with um, the premiere of Velvet Goldmine. Um, uh, so this year is the 60th anniversary of Curzon Soho and to celebrate it uh, this year we uh, screened uh, Gigi, oh, the nice. first film yeah. uh, on 35mm and we had uh, Leslie Caron, the star of Gigi, uh, for a Q&A and we also had Stephen Woolley, the producer of Weatherby and the producer of Colette we, and Colette was the author of the novel that became Gigi. So yeah. that was... Uh, <laughs> so it's, we had, we had all, all, all of that together, you know. Yeah. We, we had an image on the screen of the, of the cinema on its, on its opening uh, day and, and, and so on. So, um, yeah, and the, uh, the cinema itself actually um, uh, was built on the... the Curzon Soho was built on um, the site of a cinema that had been bombed in the Second World War mm -hmm. so there'd been a site there's been a cinema on this site um, since the early very early 20th century so over 100 oh, right. years um, uh, which was called uh, the Shaftesbury Avenue Pavilion and uh, in the in that cinema uh, the original cinema that was on this site um, it uh, was because it's so close to Leicester Square where a lot of the main kind of premier, main you know big movies would play, yeah. it struggled to get the first run biggest uh, uh, titles, uh, and therefore it developed in the twenties. It developed an art house policy, and then uh, later it became a newsreel theatre. Um, and uh, this is still a part of the cinema landscape of the West End. Is that the films that are playing on on the square on Leicester Square don't play 
other cinemas within a one mile radius of the of Leicester Square. So uh, Curtain Soho won't play films that are playing on Leicester oh, Square. That's interesting. Yeah. Hence, we still have an art house <laughs> policy, um, and uh, also we we screen a lot of documentaries, which I like to think fits in with the newsreel heritage. The cinema, the Shaftesbury Pavilion, was also the first cinema to demonstrate um, big screen television. Uh, John Logie Baird had his um, uh, studio on, on one of the streets around here. It might have been Frith Street or Greek Street. And uh, big screen television was demonstrated at that cinema. Um, and so live television would be screened on on uh, b before people had television at, uh, at home, and um, you know I hope that we kind of continue that because we do a lot of previews of television, um, uh, uh, you know, t television programs or television documentaries. Um, we we did, for example, last year we did a preview of the the documentary about Stephen Lawrence that was oh, yeah, executive yeah. produced by Asif Kapadia um, with um, a Q and A from Doreen Lawrence, um, Imran Khan, and uh, Asif Kapadia. Um, we also did um, a preview of a, a BBC feature. Uh, a film uh, about uh, people trafficking called Doing Money, and um, and we've done other other um, screenings of, of, of that kind. So yeah, I hope that in the events program and in the main program of, of Cousin Soho, there's 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 sort of like this thread that somehow yeah. kind of goes yeah. back uh, to. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. the That's earlier great. earlier cinema. So you, as you said, you're the events programmer. You mm. focus specifically on events, as you've just covered some of the the areas mm. that you've done and that you know have have worked well for you guys. So when you're kind of looking to book new content, that kind of thing within event cinema, um, is it that you look at each cinema on a site by site basis and go, okay, we know that this kind of genre works well here, this works well here. Or do you find that because of the stuff you just discussed about Curzon being kind of art house, uh, documentary strand, that, that that kind of stuff works well generally? Or, you know, what do your audiences like and, and where is kind of what I'm asking. Yeah, it's, I, I guess there's, there's, a, there's, there's so many variables. And um, we're looking at, so most Curzon cinemas are between one and three screens. And we have a number of four or five screen cinemas um, and uh, so the, where we are today Curzon Soho is three screens um, and for one reason or another this cinema doesn't have satellite um, which um, is uh, could be seen as a hindrance or it could be seen as a hidden opportunity because um, because it doesn't take uh, the main event cinema strands, um, we here at Soho are able to present an alternative on those nights to audiences that yeah, aren't, yeah. Uh, aren't Different uh, approach, do, yeah, yeah don't, don't want to um, aren't served by that uh, by the by that satellite content. However, um, having said that, event cinema is hugely important to us, and um, Curzon, like Picture House, uh, were really early in adopting uh, the Metropolitan Opera Live mm. um, uh, and the National Theatre Live, which was 10 years ago, uh, and the other, you know, the big properties, the Royal Opera House and so on, which have all been going. Uh, National Theatre's 10 years this year. Um, to new content that's coming in, we look at it all on quite a granular level. So we look at... Um, we we can't we're not really in a position to take a flat booking uh, 
uh, you know, across a number of sites. You know, I always kind of imagine that um, the plexes, as we, we call them affectionately, have got loads of screens and they can kind of, um, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're uh, quite able to offer screens for event cinema mm -hmm. yep. um, as a matter of course or on some kind of template, which is probably not the case, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but because we, most of our cinemas are uh, limited in terms of screen time, uh, we have to be conscious of uh, a number of things. And one of them is um, how taking an uh, event uh, will uh, affect the shape of that week's programme. So an event cinema offering is typically going to come to us anything up to, you know, a year in advance. It could even be more than a year in advance. So between, um, let's say, it could be between six weeks in advance and uh, 15 months, something like that. Um, and it, it will depend on, you know, the time of year, what kind of movies are going to be playing then. If we're looking at something i mean i i was putting in uh, we've been we've just put on sale last week the met opera the royal opera house and the bolshoi ballet 2019 20 seasons and uh so we're looking into uh points of next year where we don't even know what movies are going to be released you know the movies that are going to be released haven't even been finished yet you know so um you know these these films are only going to because what the rest of the program is going to look like at that time is only becoming emergent. So we're, we're looking at, um, you know, uh, it's quite speculatively uh, uh, sometimes, and we have to be really cautious because if um, we get to um, the point where a big movie is going to be released that we want at one of our cinemas, um, and we're not able to offer the number of shows uh, that the distributor requires for that uh, because you know I've maxed it out on event cinema um, then we could lose a booking of a, a film altogether so um, you know it's, it's, it's really important content to us um, and we want to offer as much of it as possible it has to either respond with our audience or we have to be assured that the distributor is going to be bringing in a new audience to us so something like the uh, Joni Mitchell um, live uh, concert um, uh, that Trafalgar did about uh, two months ago. Um, that was one that, um, you know, I wasn't quite sure whether that would work. I think some of the live concerts have, have been hit and miss uh, that, that, that have been uh, out there um, in terms of uh, both uh, what the content is and the, and the box office performance. But that did really well. It did, it did, did did amazingly well so so there was an audience there that wasn't one that I recognized but Trafalgar were able to really activate that and get them in and we did repeat screenings you know I think some cinemas were doing multiple screenings in a day and it, but it did it did phenomenally um, so uh, so yes yeah, so sometimes it's it's about us Curzon knowing that 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 there is an audience you know it's about Curzon knowing that this fits with what our program is but we're you know we are a commercial cinema and we have to make money so um we're also looking at you know content that maybe is outside of our sphere of expertise but that the distributor can assure us there is an audience 
four as well so that so I was able to take a risk on Joni Mitchell and it, and it paid off. Yeah, okay, great. So let's talk about more specifically what you guys see as event cinema, just because through different conversations that I've had um, for the podcast and, you know, with industry folk, um, events can be perceived as anything from as you mentioned, uh, so a, a more mainstream film, but then with a Q&A session where that's kind of a one-off and it's a, a kind of a special value add um, to the documentaries that you mentioned, so possibly lesser-known ones, more independent-type uh, films that are brought and put on just for one night only, to Joni Mitchell, like you just said. So do you have parameters that around the whole event cinema umbrella or are you quite open to you know, to different options like we've just discussed or how do you see it? I guess, I mean, the, the term event can cover, you know, almost anything. But I guess the real, um, what's what's behind it is if, if you're trying to, you know, collate everything, so you're, you're collating, you know, a Q&A uh, with a star, um, you're cr- collating you know a preview um screening you're collating um a panel discussion on a repertory film um you know documentary with with uh, about a very niche um uh topic um and we're bringing in live concerts um from uh you know popular music concerts you know uh, popular music concerts i sound uh, much older than <laughs> I, I want to right now but um uh, uh and um live theater and live uh opera and live ballet and encored op- opera ballet uh, or recorded opera ballet and theater then i guess uh what what it, it's is you really it's condensing a lot of things into one uh, term event uh but i guess it's about offering a theatrical experience um of some kind so whether that's um access to talent um the chance to ask a director your question um the chance to hear a conversation after a film the chance to see a film in advance of its um its its regular release um or uh, the chance to see a film on the big screen that might not get a distribution um then that is you know is uh, might not get a distribution or might not have a, a theatrical life beyond events i mean that oh, sorry, yeah you know a, a regular theatrical release because there's no uh, pna spend um then that's that is a if it, you know that that is an event i get you know uh, but also there's the live uh, theatre um, uh, and opera. The when it's live, live, there is the shared experience uh, of um, uh, watching something as it's happening. A special night out kind of thing. And the you know I think the I think the one thing about events that I I quite like is the threat that something might go wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I think that uh, not not that I like things to go wrong, but I think that's the keeps uh, you on your toes. Exactly, and yeah. I think that's part of the thrill of watching the National Theatre live. Obviously, these are hugely professional. Uh, performances and things don't go wrong but there is there is that you know there is that kind of thing I'm watching this as it's happening it's, it's like being in the theatre and watching someone fluff their lines exactly or, yeah, yeah yeah but I think uh, what I mean uh, but I, th- I think that it also gives the opportunity
city. I mean, my mum loves going to see the opera in uh, Southend-on-Sea, Odeon, um, and uh, that, um, you know, it offers her, you know, actually a better seat than she'd be able to pay for at the Royal Opera House. Mm -hmm. um, it, uh, you know, it offers a com it offers a better view because um, you know uh, you know you can see the close-ups and so on. Maybe, maybe not better, but a complementary yeah. um, experience. And I think that um, you know I think that's well you know I think the big um, you know in a way I think events are you know a crucial part of the uh, of cinema offering, especially uh, around. Um, uh, you know the current debates that are going on about um, uh, about day and date uh, releasing, which which Kirsten is is kind of at the centre of. Uh, with um, uh, we have simultaneous release on Curzon Home Cinema as we do theatrically. Yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, for our for our releases, um, which has had um, you know there's there's a there's a debate around that at the moment uh, to put it mildly, um, but you know we we're, we're doing um, uh, that that's you know that access is something that we think is really valuable and it's it's something that you know it means that it, it helps with our marketing you know whether that we don't have to do we can we put all of our efforts into a single marketing campaign um but we are also um supporting like the theatrical experience we're doing for example right now we're doing a tour of uh, Lajlo Nemesh's uh, new film uh, Sunset obviously he's the Oscar winning director of Son, Son of Saul and he's he's on a Q&A tour with the film on a 35mm print so this is while we're you know people who can't make it to the cinema aren't in a cinema where, where it's showing locally uh, can't get a babysitter on the night they want to watch the film uh, they can watch it at home but we're also offering something that's a unique kind of theatrical uh, experience and it will play exclusively at Curzon Soho on 35mm uh, for at least a week nice. um, yeah. so so yes yeah, so I think I think it's yeah I, <laughs> I guess I guess that's that, that that's kind of but that, that that's really to kind of you know bring together a lot of content under that under that uh, umbrella, but an event could also be it could be um, you know it could be what we're seeing a lot of is event cinema releases of movies or the um, Trafalgar just released um, uh, the Life of Brian. Oh yes, uh, uh -huh. and uh, Picture House last year released um, Yellow Submarine, and these can also work very well by um, taking an old movie, but then event well eventizing is the word we sometimes use because we've, we've not got a better one. But I've that, heard it before. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's getting into the OED anytime soon, but um, uh, the uh, yeah that that is also you know you know. Uh, in a in a sense, it's an event because it's it's giving you a call to a call to action to go to go to see it uh, 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 on a particular night. So um, yes, yeah, so I, th I think I've given you a long answer to that question. <laughs> That's fine. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um, with your sites, is there any particular content that works really well in some places that doesn't perhaps work as well in others? Uh, why do you think that is? Um, have you put anything on that hasn't done as well as you'd hoped and then adapted your approach? Yeah, I think that um, 
again, the, I guess there's 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 a number of variables. I think that um, you know, opera and ballet and theatre. Let, let me say, I think there's some cinemas we can do really well with the opera and ballet, unless we're with the theatre, and then other cinemas we could do really well with the theatre, unless well with the opera and ballet. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's to do with the um, the catchment area. Mm-hmm various things to do with the audience in that area um, but also to do with the number of other cinemas in that area so we might find that um, another cinema um, happens to do very well with, with with that content and therefore we're not we're not getting that business and that could be for you know I th- there's various reasons you know that could be if the, the other cinema is older there may be a customer loyalty um you know so it's it's, it's old-fashioned competition exactly yeah 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 and i th- but i think um uh i think what's i do think what's interesting i think that what we have uh, at curzon which um i should uh imagine is is shared by a uh, picture house uh and independence um is uh where um a piece of content works uh, at independent cinemas um, that doesn't work at the plexes, and I think that's I think that's really interesting. So one, um, a case in point would be um, the National Theatre Live um, Angels in America, which was the two the two part uh, about I saw that. Was epic. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah about um, HIV in the in the eighties, and um, that did really well with with us, and we were we were putting on repeat screenings and selling those out as well um but um i think because of the commitment to it the audience commitment to it uh and also um the subject matter in the more mainstream cinemas this 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 was it it was the reverse you know so this one did 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 quite poorly in in the mainstream cinemas cinemas but it did extremely well for us so i think that's um that's you know that's that's something really nice about um uh, about our about our audience is that they can be yeah. open, more open minded to um, uh, the um, the less mainstream offerings in the in the in the in the event cinema um, calendar. So, is there anything off the top of your head that you can say, "Oh, that was blew everything out the water"? Was incredibly successful, you know, across the board with all your sites or and any that jump out at you as having had just yeah immense success particular piece of content yeah i think i mean um i mean i i think that the you know i've only really been working in in the industry f- uh, a few years and i've only been working as a as a as a programmer for a couple of years but even in in that time the event cinema uh uh the the amount of films in the event cinema Sorry, the amount of the amount of content in event cinema. Uh, so, speaking of event cinema, rather than uh, Q and A's, uh, like rather than a live event in a cinema, I'm, I'm thinking of satellite events plus event cinema releases like Life of Brian. Um, uh, I think that the the quantity um, is is really huge now. So, I think that say uh, something you know the. the 
that you know smashed everything out of the water was uh, National Theatre Live Hamlet a number of years uh, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think <coughs> that when that happened, there was it was a different. It was it was quite a different market. So I, I think that now, what I personally kind of find really interesting is um, the uh, the events that. Uh, you're not expecting to work so well. So I think Joni Mitchell is really interesting. Um, Nick Cave, uh, the, both the uh, documentaries, uh, first of all released 20,000 Days on Earth, was released by Picture House, and that did extraordinarily well for us. And then more recently, uh, One More Time with Feeling, which we, we, we brought it back for further screenings. We did a whole week of screenings at, at, at Soho. Um, so I think it's it's these... That um, are less kind of expected. That are really interesting. But I think with the um, with the established brands, I think that the um, uh, the key thing there's already um, you know a lot of content. I think that the the key place to make money is um, encores um, and having. I think that the live um, date is obviously the priority of these of these of these strands um and it's successful and i wouldn't mess with it um <laughs> but i think that you can really top up you know your box office with um encore um with a commitment to encores because i think that audiences respond to um an availability of dates uh, mm -hmm. so if they can't make the live event or if they they might prefer to see the content on a matinee uh, rather than you know you know stay up until you know 11 mm. o'clock past my bedtime um mm. to to watch watch the opera um they uh so i think with um the nt this year what we've really seen uh, is they they've changed their um i think they've listened to uh, exhibitors and they've changed their encore strategy so they've um, they now provide um, the content on a DCP rather than uh, individual cinemas ha having to record it um, uh, fr from the live night and uh, they kind of put quite a lot of effort into scheduling and a coordinated encore date um, and so on so I think uh, in the in the last year uh the in, in the in the current season of the nt a number of um uh performances that we've um really seen um uh do well and do and t earnings topped up significantly by uh, encore performances would include anthony and cleopatra yeah all about eve uh, and all my sons so you know which did have done spectacularly well on their live engagement hallelujah as well which uh the alan bennett which wasn't actually live but um had a obviously a high profile name did really well um for us and, and we we screened them again and again so i think that's that's kind of uh you know with the established brands that's where the money is and also that the distributors can make that um content available to cinemas in the most operationally easy way to um to, to to get on screen yeah to ensure it all runs smoothly yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah um so what do you think from maybe an individual cinema point of view mm. what do you think are the ingredients 
for an event to go well so for example do you think it is ha- making sure that the customer feels like they've had that extra value added with a Q&A or with like a physical take-home item um, or is it just the quality of the content is it how creative the cinema is like what do you think drilling down into the specifics what can be done to make an event really successful yeah we, we've uh, I, th- I think it's I think it's I think it's the the parameters are really different so every every event is different I think that you know the first thing is the film and we need to know that there's um, it's it's good the, f- the film's good and or there's appetite to see that film there's an audience you know it could be and I think you know in a way that's an interesting thing about an event is there's you can um, it might be so for Q&A's the film might not be like a five star film but if it's got a dedicated audience or if the issues it raises are really interesting then your Q&A afterwards is going to be is going to be the actual um the actual real set selling point of the of the event you know i mean or you could have you know it could be a repertory film but uh, the um the talent you might be able to get hold of talents we had for example deborah levy the author uh, come and talk about um Sally Potter's Orlando uh, last year, which we screened on 35 millimeter, and that was in collaboration with Bird's Eye View. So with 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 that, there was a number of stakeholders in the event who we knew could reach audiences. We had a clear angle on what the what the event was. We were screening the Sally Potter film, and we were having a you know well-known feminist author coming to talk afterwards in in collaboration with Bird's Eye View, who work with. Um, promoting the work of, of female directors and telling female stories um, and I think um, and uh, and non-gender binary stories I should add as well for birds of you um, and uh, you know I think that you know it's it's you it's it's really difficult to kind of because uh, I think there's there's a number of points you can hit you, you know that you could um, and you know, you need to kind of get a few few points in, and then you kind of have the the um, gra- you know the, the event gets the gravitas to um, that I can secure the screen time and 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 so on. So for yeah, for a Q and A, it could be the exclusivity of the film, exclusive access to talent. It could be appetite for the film. It could be you know. Um, uh, I I don't necessarily think a take home gift is 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 that. Uh, I don't. I don't. We don't particularly see um, that an uh, an a uplifted ticket price for in exchange for a gift of some kind um, particularly drives sales. I think it's it's always to do the film is the film is what comes is what comes first. Yeah, yeah. I think with the take home item, it, it's perhaps more successful with something quite um, niche like anime for example so I know um, with certain anime films because the fans are so avid and so focused on you know that they've grown up with this series of of anime uh, cartoons if you like or storylines or characters that they absolutely love it but I think you're right in the sense that for the content that works for you guys it may not work as well it may not be may not add much 
I think I think that's right. I think yeah, maybe this is really speaking from Curzon from Curzon experience. Then, I mean, anime actually is a genre that doesn't particularly perform well well with us, yeah, yeah. Uh, for instance. But um, uh, yeah, but I think that you know, with with the um, with with event cinema uh, speaking of sort of satellite uh, releases or additional content or or um uh, satellite q a's so a movie with with satellite q a or additional content it's always going to depend on what that what that content is you know i think if it's if it's something people want to see um you know i, th I think the satellite q a's can sell really well you know um i think you know the event cinema um, uh, release of uh, Black Klansman uh, last year did exceptionally well with the live Q&A from Spike Lee from um, the uh, the South Bank um, I, I think there has to be you know a demand to see that director you know talking and a, a number of years ago the um, Scientology movie uh, event Q and A with Louis Theroux that did that did extraordinary. Love a bit of Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that 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 did extraordinarily well. So it's it's all you know it's it, it's it's I don't think there's any hard and fast rules. It's it's you know it's um you kind of need to tick a few boxes. You know you yeah. need to uh, that's a case by case example. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and it's going to vary from from cinema to cinema. So certain cinemas, you know, we wouldn't have taken the Scientology movie because they it wouldn't have had. Um, an audience that was into that kind of satire, but you know, uh, but we do have that, you know, elsewhere. So um, yeah, I don't think I've answered your question, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's difficult. <laughs> um, for the industry moving forward, what would you like to see? Would you like to see some newer content coming out that hasn't been tried before? Um, would you like to see kind of more of the same because? it works well for you guys and you know there's an audience and it's about finding that specific audience um would you like to see more boundaries being pushed like how how do you see it moving forwards because obviously it's done incredibly well 2018 best year yet um but yeah how do you think we take it forward what do you think we need to do um i think that you know it innovation is is really important i think that the um we have to look after the um, existing audience, yeah, you know, course. and I think that, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a tug of war between, you know, the, I'm sure the opera and um, ballet, uh, the people who offer opera and ballet, um, you know, you know, we do want to see the Nutcracker and we, you know, we do want to see the, the these come in every year because you know they they're really popular and they do they do a really good service for audiences and they you know they they deliver to the to the bottom line. It's really important as well that um, the offering uh, of these um, the, of the big properties also um, represents the repertoire of those um, those. Uh, you know, theatres uh, or um, opera houses. So it's great that the Met Opera has got uh, Philip Glass's Akhenaten uh, in this this upcoming season. It was great that the NT 
um, opened with um, Julie in the previous the, the, the season that's just concluding shortly. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah uh, because you know this was you know it's an important statement for you know for diversity to have this you know up, up front in their in their schedule you know and uh, you know Julie commercially didn't um, perform so well but I think that um, you know this is you know and, and it, it, it's you know something like Anthony and Cleopatra you know which had stars in it um did 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 really well you know but i think that it's 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 a it's a real tug of war between innovation and um and um main maintaining that that core audience yeah, yeah. personally i think the um we've seen a decline in the in some content which has traditionally performed well um, that where it's taken a left turn, when it's taken too much of a left turn. So I, th I think that's that's something. I think generally for um, uh, you know event cinema, uh, the what one of the opportunities that I think the uh, live music um, and say the musicals which Trafalgar did last year uh, up until this year um, one thing that event cinema can offer is that to bring in audiences that we're not already currently reaching now we do obviously uh, want to make sure that you know we're, we're taking on event cinema that um, you know that somehow fits within our overall offering um, and is consistent with with us uh, from a brand uh, perspective. Um, but there, you know, it, it, the you know the, where you know these there are clear opportunities uh, with this, such as I mean, Joni Mitchell, I think was you know really good. I think that oh, you know we we were really seeing people coming in, you know, Joni Mitchell fans, um, you know, who may not regularly come to the cinema and where where there's a clear audience for us is where we know that there's a crossover between the event or music say offering and and the cineast offering so i think that you know nick cave did very well for us because he's appeared in films and written film soundtracks and and so on so um and he has a you know quite a cinema um uh, you know, his his audience will also be a cineast audience, but you know, well, what I guess I want to know from uh, distributors is, um, you know, that they can activate audiences that I didn't even know existed, yeah, and I think yeah, I think yeah. that that was that was a real success of Joni Mitchell, yeah. yeah, and I think as well with the um, musicals, which which did which did which did well for us, which are slightly different kind of content to um the established you know nt and uh stage content yeah there's yeah there's definitely a different a slightly different route there isn't there well fantastic uh michael garrett thank you very much for talking to me events programmer at large um it was lovely chatting to you so thank you for no taking problem. the time this was an episode of the cine place podcast mini series cinema spotlight i'm helen budge i will be back with an episode very soon but in the meantime do check out our website which is cineplace.co.uk for news insight information everything going on in the event cinema world um, and do follow us on social media which is at cineplace live and we will see soon. Oh.